Hello and welcome to our final episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast for this season. It is hard to believe that we're already at the end of another season. I hope that you have enjoyed this season of the Everyday Christian Podcast with our episodes on First and Second Peter, as well as some of the earlier episodes that we had with Joey Davis and our special edition episode, if you will, on our 100th episode with my favorite top 10 moments on the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm looking forward to a month or so from now starting a new season in January. I hope that you stick along with us and, and continue to study God's Word with us on the Everyday Christian Podcast. I want to give you an update on the um, how the podcast is doing. We surpassed the 5,000 downloads mark on this particular uh, podcast feed, the Everyday Christian Podcast feed. And we've also got downloads, of course, in our master feed at Scattered Abroad Network as well, but the podcast continues to grow, and I'm so so thankful for each listener that uh, dedicates time each week to listen to what we have to say. I again want to thank the Scattered Abroad Network for including this podcast and all the programming that we have to offer. Make sure you go and check out scatteredabroad.org. You can also email us at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. We would greatly appreciate any input that you have for us including uh, any input that you have for this particular podcast. If you would, please like and subscribe to our podcast, as well as give us ratings and reviews in the App Store. That would really, really help us out a lot. I think we've got around 10 ratings and reviews so far in the Apple um, podcast section for this particular podcast. I'd love to see that get up to around 20 or so if we could do that. So, Again, if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that. We are finishing up 2 Peter chapter 3 today on the podcast. We are looking at verses 10 through 18. Verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. And we talked about this a little bit last week about the uh, long-suffering nature of God. And so God is delaying, if you will, uh, the inevitable judgment day, but it is coming. And uh, God has a day prepared to destroy the world. But we do need to remember that uh, verse number 8 says that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So when we think about the delay and we think about those scoffers that we talked about last week, a lot of people are are wondering, well, why is he delaying? Why has Jesus not returned yet? And unfortunately, there are those who use that to try to discredit the gospel message. But we need to understand that the day will come, as Peter says here in verse number 10. It's going to come as a thief in the night. There's going to be finality to the day of judgment. There are not going to be any second chances. There are not going to be any do-overs. This will be it when the judgment day comes. Peter says that it's going to come quickly like a thief in the night. And the heavens are going to pass away with a great noise. And all the elements are going to melt with fervent heat. And indeed, it will take a fervent heat to melt the elements. It's going to take a type of heat that the world has never seen. Do you remember when the servants uh, heated up the fiery furnace for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The fiery furnace was so hot that it burnt up and killed the servants who heated it. 
Well, that heat that heated up the fiery furnace is going to be nothing compared to the heat that is coming on the day of judgment. Do you know the melting point of gold? Or what about silver or lead or iron? Lead of those four elements has the lowest melting point. Do you have a guess as to what the melting point of lead is? Again, the elements are going to be melted on this day, according to this verse. Lead has a melting point of 621.5 degrees Fahrenheit. That's almost three times the boiling point of water. Can you imagine a heat so fervent that it is 621.5 degrees? But we go on. The melting points only go up from there. What about silver? 1,763 degrees Fahrenheit. The melting point of gold is 1,948 degrees Fahrenheit, and the melting point of iron, 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. That is over 13 times the boiling point of water. This is truly going to be a fervent, fervent heat. But you know what? 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit is not enough, because there is another element that has the highest melting point, and that is carbon. By the way, if you've ever studied organic chemistry, you know that our bodies have a lot of carbon in them. Well, carbon is the second most common element in the human body after oxygen. But carbon has a melting point. Get this. 6,092.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 28.7 times hotter than the amount of heat that is necessary to boil water. Yes, I don't think I want to experience that kind of heat on the Day of Judgment, but not just on the Day of Judgment, but that kind of heat for all of eternity in the burning fires of hell. I absolutely do not want to face that, and I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you do not want to face that either. But this is the reality. This is what those who are lost will face on the Day of Judgment. Well, in light of Judgment Day, how do we respond to that? Verses 11 and 12, Peter writes, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, talking about all the material things of the earth, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the Day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. All these things will be dissolved. Have you ever watched salt or sugar dissolve in a glass of water? How quickly does that take place? Well, you stir it up, and before you know it, almost instantaneously, the salt or the sugar is dissolved in the glass of water. And that's what's going to happen to all the stuff that we are consumed with today. The cars, the TVs, the cell phones, the bigger and fancier houses, the sports trophies, everything. Everything that is existing in this material world, everything material, is going to be dissolved on the Day of Judgment. Isn't it any wonder when Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. 
But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Peter says, Therefore, since all of these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be? What kind of people are we to be? Well, we are to be people that are characterized by holy conduct and godliness. In verse 12, Peter writes this, Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. We are to look for, we are to hasten the coming of the day of God. That means that we are to look forward to it. If we look forward to the day of judgment, then truly that must be a representation that we have an understanding of what will be for Christians on the day of judgment. If all we do is cringe when we hear the words, the day of judgment, if all we do is become fearful when we hear about hellfire that is going to melt the elements with fervent heat, then something must be severely wrong in our lives. So we must be ready. When is the time to get ready? Well, the time to get ready is right now. We never know when we are out of time. Peter keeps going and he talks about looking forward to the day when the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Because just before God does this, Christians can take solace in the fact that we're going to be called up as Christians to be with the Lord in the air forever. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. For we shall ever be with the Lord. So we don't have to worry then. But if you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, we mentioned verse 8 last time. The rest of the world, that is the non-Christian world, those who are ungodly, absolutely need to worry about the day of judgment. 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 10 says, And to give you who are troubled rest with us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven, with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction, everlasting destruction, from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of his power, when he comes, in that day to be glorified in the saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. Notice that it is an everlasting destruction. What does this say about the false doctrine of annihilation? Well, it cannot be true. The Bible teaches that hell is eternal. Verse number 13 is interesting. Peter writes, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now, unfortunately, this has caused quite the controversy in the last two or three years, and it's certainly a shame. This is not saying that God is going to renovate the earth. This is not saying that heaven will be on a physical, renovated earth. This is simply figurative language that illustrates the basic but 
crucial point that where we are heading is going to be far better, Philippians 1.23 and far better podcast, by the way, where we are heading is going to be far better than this present dwelling place, this earth. And so we're looking for a, a new existence. And, and the figurative language here proclaims simply that. We are going to a new place called heaven, a new existence, a far better existence. And I believe that an honest assessment of this passage, along with looking at other passages that deal with the same subject, make this perfectly clear. Unfortunately, there are a lot of misunderstandings that are going around about this particular subject, and that is certainly a shame. Finally, verses 14 through 18, we have some continued encouragements from Peter to conclude the book. Verse number 14, Peter writes, Therefore, beloved, look, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. Keywords here would be again the word beloved, also looking forward, as well as be diligent. By the way, Peter started off this book by talking about with all diligence, adding to our faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, etc. We talked about those in the Christian graces in chapter 1. By the way, we do have a podcast at the Scattered Broad Network about diligence, the uh, Diligent Podcast with Joshua Cantrell. So make sure you go and check out that podcast. But Peter says that we've got to be without spot, and we've got to be blameless. Does that mean that we have to be sinlessly perfect? Well, if that were the case, then nobody would make it to heaven with the exception of our Lord. We know that's not what he is saying here. We know that it is impossible to be completely sinlessly perfect for us. We know Jesus was. But for us, we, we know that we make mistakes. We sin. And a reading of 1 John shows that we must acknowledge our sins. We must admit our imperfections. But we should be trying. We should be growing. We should be continuing to walk in the light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. And we should be continuously eliminating sin from our lives when it does rear its ugly head. Verse number 15, Peter writes, And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. In other words, we better not forget that the long-suffering of God, again, look back at verse number 9, is the only thing that's keeping him from essentially just saying, enough is enough, I've had it, and destroying the world. No, the long-suffering of God gives us opportunities to, number one, be saved ourselves, and number two, to have time to try to save others from eternal condemnation as well. Continuing in verse number 15, Peter writes, As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, verse 16, also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. This is a key extremely important point, and that is that being untaught and unstable does lead to people being content, condemned to hell. 
A lot of good people have the best of intentions. A lot of good people have zeal, a zeal for God that unfortunately is not according to knowledge, Romans 10, verse 2. We need to desire that people such as this be saved. That was Paul's desire for the zealous Jews who had a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, Romans 10, verses 1 and 2. And we need to understand that those who have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, are in danger. They need to make changes to their lives. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Again, verse number 9. Verse 17, as uh, Peter is about to wrap up, he writes, You therefore, and again he uses the word beloved. How many times has he used that word in this book? You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Again, as has already been the case in this epistle in chapter 2, verse 20 through 22, I don't know how anybody can read this and believe that once you're saved, you can never fall from that salvation. The Bible plainly teaches that you can fall from grace. This makes it abundantly clear, and so does the rest of the New Testament. Peter says that we've got to beware lest we fall from our own steadfastness and that we can be led away with the error of the wicked, the error that Peter has been dealing with in this whole book, the error of false teachers who are teaching condemnable heresies or damnable heresies, heresies that will cause people to be condemned. Finally, the last verse, verse number 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, knowledge, extremely important. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. This is Peter's final admonition. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Uh, this word knowledge appears eight times in Peter's relatively short epistles. And so it's very, very important that we have knowledge. Hosea 4, verse 6. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, a season or two ago, we had... Uh, an episode on that, the, the lack of knowledge causing destruction. Finally, Peter concludes his letter. He says, to him, to God, be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Indeed, amen. I'm so thankful for you, the listeners, sticking around for uh, this season of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed our study of First and Second Peter as we've talked about sin and suffering and salvation found in Jesus Christ. Join us next season. It will be our seventh season overall and our fifth season with the Scattered Abroad Network. Join us for that next January on the Everyday Christian Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.